You're listening to the Talking Crops Podcast, a product of AgFacts.com. Today's episode explores possible cuts that could be made to the crop insurance program, which could even include eliminating the harvest price option. This comes after a $3 billion cut back in October, which capped insurers' rates of return. The interview you're about to hear comes from University of Nebraska's Market Journal. They sat down with Kansas State Ag Economics professor Art Barnaby. Clearly, there's a group of people out there that want to take money out of crop insurance. They want to do other things with it. Uh, It's sort of ironic. Um, Crop insurance is really a very small part of the federal budget. Maybe the last time on numbers I've looked at, about a net cost of roughly $5 billion a year, something like that. Uh, It's even a small part of the USDA budget. Uh, uh, By contrast, we spend something north of $80 billion in food stamps and other food programs, which is by far the largest part of the USDA budget. In fact, all of production agriculture probably counts for only about maybe 11, 12% of the USDA budget. Even though we think of it as a farm bill, we call it a farm bill, most of the dollars don't go to production agriculture. What are some elements of crop insurance that could be on the table for cuts? Well, the first one that is definitely on the table is the $3 billion cut which makes a nice headline, but nobody knows what that means. Uh, In fact, we were just talking about, is that 10 years or that three? I don't know the answer to that, but what what is in there is a cap of 8.9% on their net retained premiums, their returns. The problem is the government misdefines returns. What it it really is, is returns on gross margin. Because if you're a business person, you think, well, gee, I'd like to make an 8% return on my assets. Well, this is the returns on the difference between the premiums and the claims and nothing more. So all the other costs have not been covered, such as agent commissions. Now, there is some additional cash that comes in in the form of A&O, but that's not sufficient to cover the cost and hasn't been for probably 20 years now. So the bottom line is um, they do the same thing with the way they define underwriting gain, which is really gross margin, and that's the way it should be referred to. Um, Because underwriting gain in the private property casualty means that is where you're at after you start with the premiums, you take out the claims, you take out the commissions paid to agents, you take out the loss adjustment expense, you take off running the insurance company, uh, paying the reinsurance premiums, paying their employees, all of that, you get down to a bottom line and that's an underwriting gain, and that's or loss, and that's totally different the way the government defines it, which is just the difference between premiums and claims. Is eliminating the harvest price option on the table? Um, that is in this new bill that was just introduced. Um, the other is actually in law. It's got to be taken out of the law if it does, in order for it not to happen. Uh, but this is a new bill that was just introduced, uh, and yes, it would have a major impact. Uh, not only on farmers, but also the insurance providers, or at least that's what I'm going to show them this afternoon, that would cut the premiums about half in Iowa. Uh, And all policies is made in Iowa, so my apologies to Nebraska. Uh, But in in the case of Iowa, your your premiums would be cut in half. Um, And I haven't looked at Nebraska, but I bet it's pretty close to the same number. The problem is you're not going to cut the claims in half because just because the price goes up doesn't mean you're going to entirely eliminate any crop insurance payments even under revenue insurance without that harvest price. So yeah, it will infect all farmers. What happens if you eliminate crop insurance as you know it and just leave it to the private sector? Well, that's gonna take a much bigger 
jump in and don't send me any cards and letters on this because to get to a private sector, you've got to close down USDA. You've got to eliminate the structure out there. And I mean, you've got to low, eliminate the county FSA offices. I don't think this is going to happen. So, but just to get the theory of a private market, you'd have to have that completely closed down because farmers would be paying at least double what they pay now for crop insurance if it was all private. Uh, assuming that they would even be able to buy. I think they would be able to, probably would be offers in Nebraska, some other states, I don't know, probably not. But the point being is if that infrastructure is still out there of county offices, will farmers pay double the premium when they can expect that maybe Congress will come with an ad hoc disaster program and they got the infrastructure in place to get it out there in the form of those county offices. So to really get to a private sector market, the only place I know where it exists is Brazil. Uh, where they have no expectation of any kind of government help. So you have to have everyone believing and knowing that if I don't buy coverage, I really am self-insured. I'm not going to get any help. And then maybe they would pay, or at least a significant number would pay double the premiums. Okay, do you believe there will be significant cuts in the near future? Um, the $3 billion, I think, is a high risk. That's being absorbed by the insurance companies. And that may cause um, some of them to withdraw from the market. So uh, that is, I think, still a possibility. Uh, I don't think there's the votes for these cuts on the program itself. And it's not just the harvest price, but it's a whole bunch of other cuts that would impact farmers. Means testing, payment limits, a whole bunch of things that would in that legislation. Uh, I don't think the votes are there now. But what I could see happening is just take the harvest price, for example. Somebody could take a one-sentence line to eliminate the harvest price and stick it in some non-related legislation and be buried in 11,000 pages like they print these bills. And no one's not gonna know it's there until it passes and then it's too late to do anything about it. And it's harder to get it out of the law than it is to get it in the law. And that's how the three billion got put in. It was put in, um, everyone agrees it came from the White House, it was put in, nobody knew it was in the legislation until after it passed. And that's the only way, at least under present circumstances, do I see that these cuts could happen. You'd have to be stuck in there by somebody buried, and then you find out later it's there. At AgFacts, we're serious about crops. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Or you can keep up with the latest news in agriculture at agfax.com. That's A-G-F-A-X.com. We'll keep you informed.